Last week we talked about the uh, temple of God, the radical temple of God, and the witnesses resurrected in chapter 11 of Revelation. And Lord, we come before you, we ask that you help us, Lord, understand your word in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, welcome to Growing in His Word, uh, radical, radical uh, times that we're living in. You know, we see the measuring of the church, God's holy church uh, in Jerusalem. We see the coming of the Messiah. We can see now clearly what's going on. And last week we talked about how the 24 elders were previously seen as continually worshiping God. And the Lord Jesus... Uh, you know, is God Almighty, and He's there. Now we're entering a new phase of revelation. We see last week we talked about how Jesus Christ will reign forever, and the earthquakes will will come. We see the great earthquakes and the famines. We see the Almighty, uh, which means power over everything. Uh, Pantorkator in Greek. We can see. The Greek word here, where, it's, where Jesus Christ is in control of everything. In other words, the one in total control is Jesus Christ. And he has the power to overcome everything. And so do we in Christ Jesus. You see the end times. You can see where there's where it's it's just like Sodom and Gomorrah. We're living in the days now where Christ is is you know. Look at what's going on. It's amazing. It's radical. I mean, turn the news on. Just watch. Go outside and just you can see it so radically coming alive, like the Book of Daniel and and Revelation and Ezekiel. We can see, we can see it, and it's it's radical, man. We talked about the woes, the second woes, the third woes, the third woe, and apparently the seventh trumpet, since it, you know, since it's said to be coming quickly, it relates to the woes to the last three blasts of the trumpet. The final woe is extended further since the word woe recurs in, in 12, chapter 12, uh, verse 12. And so our Lord will reign forever. And, you know, the return of Jesus Christ is coming. We just got to hold on no matter what we're going through. Even myself, I've been going through some mighty tough trials. <laughs> but you got to hang in there. And thank God we're sinners because only God is the one who is perfect. <laughs> you know, because revelation, it, it's a sign. All right. It's a, a, it's a person or event that looks beyond itself to some greater significance. So in, God's, so in John's gospel, each sign points to divinity of Christ. If you look at John chapter 2 verse 11. But in Revelation, besides the additional great signs in heaven, there are also demonic signs on earth. Like your family turning against you. <laughs> That's one of them. I mean, parents will, you know, children will be disobedient to their parents. We can see the times we see... Israel being attacked by almost every, you know, every, not every nation, but a lot of nations are against the Jewish state of Israel. You can see the demonic signs on earth and you see 
the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ soon. We see it. We just got to keep holding on. And Jesus said, in the end, those who, uh, you know, stand for me will be saved. Listen, Matthew chapter 25 sums it up good. But Matthew 25 and in 24, you see the tribulation. And Jesus said in 24, they see the temple would be destroyed. But the thing of it is, is there's going to be the third temple in Israel. The third temple is going to be built. And there's going to be built in the outer courts. The third temple is going to be built on the outer courts where the Gentile court is. And and there's going to be the third temple. We talked about that last week. And, and Israel and it's going to be radical, but Matthew chapter 24 talks about the disciples, the two questions. He said, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Okay. They were there. They didn't want to, you know, they were, they were privately saying, tell us when all these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age. This is radical. Listen. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But in the end is not yet, for nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of the sorrows. These are the birth pains it talks about in Isaiah. Listen, believers, they will deliver you up to tribulation. Uh-oh. In the end, he says in verse 9, they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many and because lawlessness will, will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And I believe that's where we're at. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as witnesses to the nations. And then the end will come. Amazing. Amazing, man. Because we see it's, it's coming. We see family turning against family. The, the rotten stench of people, they don't care anymore. It's all about themselves. It's all about, what can I do to get ahead? It's all about me, 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 me. And forgive me, my voice is going out. It's my allergy season once a year. <laughs> but the second coming is coming. Jesus, false Christs and false prophets will rise up and show great signs and wonders to deceive If people, if possible, even the elect. And that's what we see. The elect has been deceived. Look at who's in office right now. He's a, he can't even tie his shoe. Think about it. You think he's being led by some self-conscious of himself? No. He's not being led by himself. And I don't preach politics. But this dude can't even talk right. That's all, folks. It's like, are you, even the Democrats don't even want him in office. So, I mean, here we see the elect is deceived. You see abortion rapidly running through the streets right now. You see women wanting to kill their babies. Come on. 
Are you kidding me? Wake up, America. Roe versus Wade. I mean, it's overturned. They're going to the, to the judges' houses and trying to light them on fire. Come on, grow up. Really? God should come back alone for the abortion that's been done in this country. But he's merciful. And he's forgiving. If you've committed abortion, he'll forgive you. Just say I'm sorry and we'll, he'll move on. Yes, murder is forgiven. Pastors don't preach this. But I'm saying it. Jesus Christ is in love with you. But these are the signs. The second coming, it's happening. Listen, therefore, see, I have told you beforehand. Listen, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out there. Look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. Because the second coming, it says in Mark chapter 13, in Luke chapter 21, for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, also will the sun, also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For, for wherever the carcasses is, there the eagles will be gathered to, together. What do you see now? Wow, this is amazing. Listen, and immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the signs of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together, boom, his elect from the four winds from the end of the heaven to the other. Wow. And then we see the parable of the fig and the tree. The uh, Son of Man it's Christ himself appearing in heaven. And we see the fulfillment of Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. And then we move on to chapter 12 of Revelation. This is the deceiving chapter. The not deceiving in a way where God's deceiving you. This is where Satan wants to deceive. Very, very, very much so. This is the chapter where you really need to put your ears together or grab your ear and open it because it's not very hard to understand. It's not. I don't know why pastors say, oh, revelation is so hard. I can't teach it. It's not that very hard, folks. Listen. Here we have Revelation chapter 12 where it says, Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of 12 stars. Then being with the child, with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. Another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, listen, we all know that this dragon is Satan and Satan is a deceiver so much to where, you know, he drew them away with his tail, the dragon. Now, the dragon was is referred to as Satan and the dragon is the... The tail of the dragon is, metaphorically speaking, 
that, you know, remember when Jesus, when, remember when God kicked out Satan in heaven, he took away a third of the angels with him because he was so deceitful that he would be able to deceive so many people. It wasn't even funny, but Jesus went to the cross for us because he loved us and still does. Satan is the adversary and he's going to try to stop anything we do for him. Whether it's spiritual warfare or whether it's physical. I got into it with my sister the other day. It was spiritual. <laughs> um, and it's, it's the enemy trying to stop what God wants to do in our lives. And it's, we have to stop and, and think to ourselves, is it worth Allowing the devil to deceive us like he did many angels in heaven. That's how much power he had. And I mentioned the word he had because Christ came and died for us. And he tried to stop Jesus on the cross. That's why he said, throw yourself down and, and, and I'll give you everything. Remember that Jesus doesn't bow to nobody because he's God. And Satan tried to wipe off Israel. Even in the book of Esther, you can see where he even tried to make the Esther in the book of Esther. He tried to make Israel be wiped clean away so Christ couldn't be born and, ha and die for us on the cross. Our sins put him on the, on, on the cross. It's that simple. And Satan is very conniving, very cunning, very deceitful. He knows his time is coming. He knows that his time is near. And he knows that everybody, he knows every button that everyone has and he can push him because he thinks he knows. But what you need to know, believers and non-believers, is that Jesus Christ knows what he's trying to do. And we see in this chapter where the uh, devil is trying to imitate Jesus Christ with his false power, false narrative, and he's trying to draw your sins and condemn your sins and condemn you. But the Bible says in Romans, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. That's how he does it. Jesus Christ forgave us. He loves us. And Satan wants to keep bringing it on to people so that they can't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And here we see the sign of the fiery red dragon, who is Satan. And he first appeared in the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter 3. And the imagery is, is basically the Old Testament, how uh, even in Isaiah chapter 27, 1, the dragon with the seven heads and the ten horns refers to Satan and the empire over which he rules during the course of time. Seven heads... Ten horns and seven diadems is basically 
the brilliance power that Satan has, okay, and basically the deception. But the tail of the dragon is referring to drawing away the one-third of angels in heaven. And he drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them, he threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up to God in his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God and they should feed her there 1,260 days. What is the 1,260 1, 1, days? That's the great tribulation it's referring to the last three and a half years of the total of seven years that Daniel and Ezekiel is talking about, which is the seven-year tribulation period in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. It's amazing. It's the, it's the period of provision and protection for the woman in the wilderness detailed, okay, the way in which the same length of time is expressed Basically, it's the seven-year tribulation. We see it. We see Matthew chapter 24, and we can see where Mount Olives, it were near Mount, where it was in Mount Olives. We can see the temple, the huge stones where Herod used that to build the temple. And, it's, and where, where Jesus told him not one stone will be standing. Listen, go to Revelation chapter four, 24. I want to read something very important. And if you read chapter 24, it talks about the temple to be destroyed and how Jesus, we read this, then Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, do, not, do you not see all these things? And surely I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. And we read this in the beginning of the sermon. The, how the disciples and the two questions and how they sat on the Mount Olives and the disciples came to him privately. But Jesus said, it said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Because this is what's going to happen in chapter 12. The deceiving, Satan wants to deceive you. He wants to try to destroy you. But you got to hold on. We're living in the end times, man, we see in Daniel 7, it's the explanation of the beast that's given. And here we have the, the seven year, the church is going to be taken out. Believers, listen, the church will be taken out. I'll explain to you. There'll be seven years, two sections of the seven year, which is three and a half years. So the first three and a half years, Israel's going to be deceived and the temple will be built. During this temple that's being built, after the three and a half years, Satan will try to deceive the Israelites and the temple and try to be worshipped. And he'll be want to be worshipped as God. Okay? This is part of the end times in Revelation chapter 
uh, I'm sorry, and Daniel 7. And we will not be here. The church will be taken out. We talked about that in, my, in the beginning. The woman in the wilderness is Israel being fed. Lord God's miraculous provision for Israel in the Sinai wilderness. Remember Ezekiel chapter, uh, Exodus chapter 16, I mean. And we can see the miracle that God's going to do in the land of Israel, the Jewish land of Israel. It's amazing. We're going to see God proclaim victory. God has a radical plan for the Jews. He loves Israel. He loves the Hebrews. He loves the Jewish state of Israel. And he loves you. And listen, we're not going to have time. We're running out of time this morning. But listen to this. And so we have now a great chapter 12. The great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and, uh, and on her head, a garland of 12 stars. And being with the child, she cried out in labor and pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon. We know who that is, Satan, having seven heads, ten horns, seven diadems on his back he drew a tail his, his tail drew one third of the stars of heaven and threw them on uh, and, and threw them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour the child as soon as it was born verse 5 says she bore a male child who was to rule out all nations with a rod and iron and her child was caught up to god and his throne then the woman fled into the wilderness there she had a place prepared by God, and they should feed her three, uh, there feed her there one thousand hundred one thousand two hundred and sixty days. And a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. And here we see the war. Here's the problem right here. In a war, verse 7 says, And a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon, who is Satan, was cast out. The serpent of old called the devil. And, and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast out to the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. And here he is, boom, and here he's been. And that, that leads us to this conversation for you believers, for us, for everybody. Satan knows your button and he wants to push it. If you let him push your button, he's going to push it. It's like those rockets when you're a kid, man, you, 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 you load them up with gunpowder or whatever it was that, that powder you, you know, you put in there and. You, you crank it up, man, and you light that fuse, man, and woof, he knows how to push. Whether it's your wife, your husband, your job, your boss, whatever, your own thoughts. Our own thoughts could be dangerous. Because Satan knows how to push those buttons. Look at what he did in heaven. He hates God. Satan hates God so bad that in the end, he really believes him and his third of his angels are going to try to manipulate God and try to destroy God. He really believes that he has some kind of power deal that he made with God. 
God doesn't make deals. <laughs> he doesn't make deals. Well, he did, he did with the Hebrews. With the, well, yeah, he does with the Hebrews. He did. That's a different story. Spiritually, he doesn't make deals. Satan lost when Jesus Christ came down and God sent his only begotten son to die for us on the cross. Satan lost that day and he's very upset. He tried to keep Jesus from dying on the cross. He tried to keep Jesus from dying for us so we, our sins can be forgiven. He doesn't want our sins forgiven. He doesn't want us to be forgiven. He's an unmerciful, rotten liar, Satan, piece of dog meat. And, that, and, and, and it's that simple. He does it through thoughts. Actions. He hates us. Listen, if you're a Christian today, Satan hates you. I know you don't want to hear that, but he does. He hates you. He doesn't want you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He wants you to die. He don't want you to tell your neighbor that Jesus loves you or him or whatever. He wants you to die. Satan wants you dead. In fact, he wants you, he wishes that everybody could have been committed aborted. He loves it when children are aborted because they don't have a chance to receive, you know, go out there and spread the gospel. But God takes children that are aborted. They're in heaven. Jesus takes the babies that don't have a choice. Listen, believers, God has a plan for you. Satan knows what buttons to push, but Jesus knows how to take the buttons away from him. He's deceitful. He's evil. But Jesus loves you. Next week, we're going to get into chapter... To chapter uh, we're going to stop on... We're going to stop here. Listen, because he deceives the whole world and he was cast... Listen to this. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. What does that tell you? Crazy man. He was casted to the earth to mess with you. But you don't have to take it. You could say, Lord, right now I want it. I want you to protect me. I don't want to be in the world anymore. I want to be right with you. And even even I'll pray with you myself because I want to be right. I know I'm right. But Lord Jesus, we thank you for this chapter, Father. We thank you for you revealing to us that Satan is out on a prowl and he's out to get us. Lord, teach us mercy and forgiveness. Show us that there's another way, which is through you, Christ, and only by you. We thank you for growing in this word, Lord, and we pray that you just bless this, bless this program so it can be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. God bless you guys. Listen, man, and, and that next week we're going we're gonna to continue. But this is the beginning of chapter 12. Chapter 11 is, is about the temple being built, the new temple in Israel, and how, how Satan wants to destroy that temple and want to be worshipped. He's going to do it through the Antichrist, which is him. He's going to do it through, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to find a way. He's Satan. He's evil. But Jesus Christ is in control. Remember that. Remember that Jesus is in control of every situation in our lives. So we need to stop and be thankful for that. God bless you guys. And listen, thanks for logging on to Growing in His Word.